The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. Last week we talked about Israel being God's land and his people. And however, we didn't finish. And as we were talking about the one new man that comes from God's promises to Israel, we will finish today and be led into another topic. Uh, and that topic is we are family. It feels like I have to sing that song, right? <laughs> are you ready? Let's pray first. Avinu Malkinu, our father, our king, we love you. And we praise you and we honor you. This certainly is the day that you've made as each day is, and we will rejoice each day and be glad in you and, and in what you've done. And so, Father, we just ask, O oh Lord, that you would, uh, during these difficult times in our country and, and just in the world, we ask, O oh Lord, that you would bring us into a sense of unity, a sense of love and respect that we don't see now. So we're asking for your revival, revival in the hearts of our people. I pray this, and I pray that this program would lead to that. And we thank you and praise you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, I pray this program, uh, you know, it ministers to you. If you are able to pray for us and also give us financial gifts, that would be fantastic. You can call our office at 813-831-5673. Um, I just want to mention that from last week, I, I had made an offer, and this would be the last week I can make this offer of two no-cost articles. In other words, they're free. And I believe that they will bless you. One's from Intercessors for Israel, which is a four-page guide on how to pray for Israel. And it's very informative. The second article is 40 Top Messianic Prophecies, which gives you a wealth of information. So if you just call our office, 813-831-5673, we'll send them out to you free. Um, And... Uh, that would, I, I pray, would really bless you. So, you can also hear my messages on Facebook Live. You can uh, also hear them at our shereshdavid.org website. Uh, we also have Tuesday night, and I was so blessed this week to hear uh, somebody who mentioned our prayer meeting who lives in South Florida and they were listening to us. This is a person who has their own ministry, but they were listening to us and said that they really enjoy 
um, being at our prayer meeting on Tuesday night. That's at 6.30. So all you have to do is go to Facebook Live, right? And that's Sharesh David and, and, and listen and, and just have a prayer party with people. Let's let there be a prayer revolution. Wouldn't that be cool? All right. And, uh, certainly Friday nights, Saturday mornings, love to have you with us at services either on, uh, Facebook Live or in person and bring certainly to one of the other, the, your pre, uh, believing Jewish friends. We love that. And remember, we have congregations in St. Pete and Tampa and Wesley Chapel and a Spanish congregation called Conexion. So check out our website and we'd love to meet with you. All right. Uh, last week, we left off talking about the middle wall of part- uh, partition or the separation, but that was eliminated by Yeshua. We're looking at Ephesians 2, and we started talking about the one new man. And in Ephesians 2, 14, it says, Within his flesh, he made powerless the hostility. Isn't that amazing? He made powerless the hostility. Why can't we live in what he has done? I, I don't get it. any rate, the law code of mitzvot, or, or good deeds, contained in regulations. He did this in order to create within himself one new man from the two groups, the two groups meaning Jews and Gentiles, making shalom and to reconcile both to God in one body through the cross, by which he put the hostility to death. Because of the uh, the cross, the two groups are reconciled. This is what Messianic Judaism is all about. Jewish believers and non-Jewish believers, one in Messiah. Uh, as believers, our example through Yeshua puts death to hostility. Oh, Lord, that's my prayer, that we could put death to hostility. Ephesians two seventeen to 19, And he came and proclaimed shalom to you who were far away, meaning the Gentiles, and shalom to those who were near, meaning the Jews. For through him we both, both groups, have access to the Father by the same Ruach. So then you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but you are fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household. Now, if you are members of God's household, that means you're family, (laughs) right? Yeshua came for those who were far and near, meaning before uh, Yeshua, there were only the Jewish people and God. But now there were, we, we come together with Yeshua. We both have access to the Father through the Spirit of God. Both are fellow citizens. Okay. Ephesians 2, 20 to 22. You have been built on the foundation made up of the emissaries and prophets, with Messiah Yeshua himself being the cornerstone. In him, the whole building being fitted together is growing into a holy temple for the Lord. Hey, you and I are being fit together to become a holy temple for the Lord. In him, it says, you also are being built together in God's dwelling place in the Ruach. I mean, this has got to be very exciting for you. 
and me. <laughs> Look, you and I are growing into the temple of the Lord by God's spirit. This means the messianic movement that I hope you can understand and be involved in is not about just Jewish people, but rather it's about God's people and God's purposes for the end of days. It's about all people who believe in Yeshua. They are one. It's about being God's timepiece, his, his clock. It's about us being workers, representing God and sharing his word. You know, you have a purpose just by being together. As we come together as family, we bring credibility to God's word to the people of the world. They might not know it yet, but they will. We know that throughout biblical history, Israel had to go through hard times, and often it was a test to see their loyalty to God. We, too, have that same thing now. We are children of God. We are going to go through hard times. It doesn't mean we're doing something wrong. I always hate when somebody says, oh, that happened? Well, you might, What are you doing wrong? Well, it's not always about doing something wrong. It might be a test of our loyalty to God and his word. God might just be growing us up. Talking about loyalty to God and his word. My two best friends passed away in the past three weeks. They were amazingly loyal to God and his word. Linda Brown out of Philadelphia, an amazing educator with an impeccable character, a great friend, an incredible wife to her husband, a wonderful mom, brilliant, strongly organized, visionary, compassionate, loyal, a woman of phenomenal faith, encourage, uh, just a, a, an encourager at all times, always having time for others, a true, what I would call a superwoman, a Proverbs 31 woman. And anything I say would not be enough. She exemplified the reflection of Yeshua at all times. And also Rabbi Don Goldstein, who is an amazing friend and an amazing man of God. He wrote the book, I Have a Friend Who's Jewish. Do you? In fact, if you want that incredible sharing uh, book, uh, I will send it to you for a love gift of any amount. Call our office, 813-831-5673. Rabbi Don made everything fun. He loved to laugh. He daily showed his love for God. And so I dedicate this message about family to to all of us, but to them in particular, because they represented all that is good in family. They were incredible family people. and, And certainly I felt part of each of their families. So, uh, rather than talking about them because you don't know them, uh, today I'll talk about we are family. At Sharesh David, I say to the congregation, we're family. But even in the body of Messiah, it's still true. We're family. What does that mean? Well, I found this wonderful definition by Charles Swindoll. And this is what he said. The family is where you put down your first roots, where you form your most lasting impressions, where you put together the building blocks of your character and where you determine 
whether you will view life through the eyes of prejudice or acceptance. Whoa. I thought that was pretty deep. We will, because of our family, we will view life through the eyes of prejudice or acceptance. Wow. It goes on to say, family is where you learn to laugh and where you are allowed to weep without losing respect. Family is where you learn to share how to relate and how to treat other people. Family is where you learn how to interpret your surroundings correctly. It is where you discover how to draw the line between right and wrong, between good and evil. Well, I love that definition of family. And there's probably more that can be said about defining family. But family is the key to everything, our country, and and so on. Look, family can be biological. It could be extended biological, you know, like aunts and cousins and so. Friends, congregation, organization, like a messianic or Christian or the body of believers. It could be because we are in the United States of America that we all are family. So there are all sorts of families. And I think when I think of families, even biblical families, I realize that each one has its share of problems. None of us, we're not perfect because, you know, we're not perfect. Each one of us, so our organizations aren't perfect either. Looking back at biblical families, many of their problems dealt with family members who were not walking with the Lord. They knew about the Lord, but they were not walking with him. But we have all, we all have to deal with pain in life, and that causes lots of hurt. In short, families deal with a lot of hurt, and this is true for biological families, congregational families, organizational families, especially if you're close. And so I'd like to kind of discuss what makes a family strong. Now, you would think, well, I won't tell you what you would think, but if you thought of what my first and I think really most important characteristic of a strong family, drum roll, please, (laughs) it's vision. Family have to desire the same things. They have to have similar values and beliefs. An example would be in a Messianic Jewish family, we celebrate the appointed times in Leviticus 23. This is part of what makes us a family. You know, I think about the various ways my two daughters grew up and and our, our holy day celebrations were a big part of who we are. Our going to services every Friday night and Saturday. We're part of who we are. And so, to this date, it's still important to my kids who've made it important to their husbands and their children. Our vision is to see our congregational family celebrating during Shabbat and other holy days. Another part of our vision is to follow the Lord by following his word. So though we might feel hurt or disappointed in people, 
God's word directs us in our behavior. And we become strong because of our family values and because of his word. Following God's holy days and God's word together become more important than our disagreements. So we stay together because of our vision and our values. And those things produce loyalty. And loyalty is a key to any family. In a sense, July 4th is like a day to celebrate loyalty in the United States, right? Because it's our family vision. It used to be called Independence Day so that we would remember the Declaration of Independence in 1776, which sets down our values. Actually, it seems like we're still fighting for independence, but instead of from England, from our own government. But that's a whole nother story. We won't go there today, right? Um, However, it was this document and our Constitution that made the, the people in the United States a family. So vision and and writing down that vision is so critical to the direction of our family. Secondly, faithfulness. Now, you might think that faithfulness is very similar to loyalty. However, they are different. To me, loyalty means that you always want to be part of the team, you know, the family. But faithfulness means you want to be part of the team and you will be willing to show up and do whatever it takes to make the team better. Okay, so if you're faithful, it means I can count on you. You know, there's some people in our congregational family that I can't count on. There's others that I can count on, and I know whatever they say, they will do. A family always needs some people who are faithful. The more faithful people in the family, the more that can be accomplished, right? So my third category of what makes strong families is love. Obviously, you've got to have love. But, you know, everyone expects love to be part of a family living. However, the word love has been cheapened to just reflect like romance or uh, rather than encompass real characteristics of love. How many times I've heard that someone says, oh, they love me, and then, you know, the next week I they're gone <laughs> because they were hurt or something. My opinion is that you never leave a loved one unless you can leave with a blessing from your family, you know, like when kids go off to school. Or when Lot left Abraham, it was with Abraham's blessing. When Rebecca left her family to be with Isaac, she left with their blessing. This is why when people leave our congregation, when they do it correctly anyway, we pray over them because they are always going to be part of our family and we want to bless them wherever they're going. Love also includes respect. You might not respect someone in the family, but because God challenges you to love them, you always behave and act with respect. Does that make sense? So often I've heard people say, well, I can't respect them because of the way they behave. No, you can because of what Messiah did for you. You must show respect to people. Love also includes spending time together. 
So it's wonderful that we have Zoom and people can watch our services on Zoom. But that is not the same as spending time together. We have to make it a habit to come together. My fourth thought for a strong family is that the family must sense security. A family should provide emotional, physical, and financial security. Financial meaning that the finances are handled correctly and that there's enough finances to do what the vision is, right? And emotionally means that you receive freedom and grace when you make a mistake, that you're, you're not, you don't feel like an outsider because you did something wrong. As Abraham was called to save Lot when he was captured, oftentimes family members need to be rescued in one way or another. And that provides security, knowing that we care enough to rescue people. Number five, communication. Communication is a key to a healthy family, that each person is allowed and encouraged to speak and also to be heard. And obviously, part of communication is each person should be a great listener, too. Our words and our thoughts should be used to represent the Lord at all times. This is how we can check as to whether or not our, our, our words are, are good, that we're communicating well, that we are representing the Lord in how we are saying things, that our thoughts are godly thoughts. Right? Okay. Well, I have uh, a few more, but uh, let me just do this one other before we go today. Encourager. We need to find ways to encourage each other. Oh, this is like a lost art. We do so... We, we do this through affection. We do this through speaking appreciation. We do this in so many ways, but we've got to do it. We've got to encourage people. When Elijah felt alone and seemingly had no family... God encouraged him and let him know that there were still 7,000 like him who have not bowed to Baal. God was saying, you still have a family left who have the same values as you do. Be encouraged. You see this in 1 Kings 19.18. Be encouraged. I haven't left you alone. Yeah, I remind. Well, you know what? I'll have to tell you the story next time because we're out of time. But I just want to remind you that we have these two uh, items: intercessors for Israel, uh, how to pray for Israel. We have the forty top messianic prophecies, which you can just call us and we'll send it out free. We'll send out the I Have a Friend Who's Jewish book, which is an amazing sharing book for any size love gift, anything at all. And um, I pray that you'll watch us. I pray that you'll be part of our family and come back next week so we can finish up this discussion about family. Uh, Join me as we close in prayer. I pray, Lord, that we will be proud 
that you will be proud, I'm sorry, of each one of us as we strive to grow and encourage each family that we belong to. I pray that we would be an encouragement to all of the families, our biological family, our congregational family, our organizational families. May the Lord be our first priority, and may we grow in our desire to have a heart like you, Lord, a heart of of Messiah. I pray this all in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel.